welcome. Come and have a slice of fresh bread. Fresh Bread is a podcast developed to share the Word of God, reflecting in small nuggets of time the deep truths that will bring courage to our soul, to our spirit, and to our minds. Come dine. Come partake. Come be blessed. This is Fresh Bread. I am your host, Ricardo Henry. Let's step in. Let's break bread together. Jonah chapter 1 from verse 15 to verse 17. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea. And the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. It is interesting to note the movements, the activities, the motions, the actions that Jonah took in order to get away from fulfilling the assignment that God had given to him. We read the text from a perspective of rebellion and and that is not to say that he was not rebelling because his running away and refusing to willingly go or even to go with trepidation to fulfill the assignment that was being given to him um, that refusing to go and taking his own action is rebellion so both we read the text from that perspective without closely paying attention to his indignation and i know that at the end of the day it is irrelevant um what our desires are what our intentions are uh when god wants a particular thing when God has an assignment when he has a direction when he has a purpose that he has uh, outlined and ordered for us but it is important in the process of understanding uh, our growth encounters and the meaning uh, that we can derive from this text that we do pay attention to, to, to Jonah's disposition. And by that I mean, when you listen 
to i mean and, and we have the benefit of i'm um, looking towards the end and also looking at uh, um, the different stages in the story that we can that we can call upon for us to understand his disposition um, in this particular story um, we are told and and at this point in the story that we've read uh, we all we know is that Jonah the son of Amittai was received the word from the Lord go to Nineveh it is a great city cry against it the wickedness has come up before me now there is nothing within this particular text that tells us uh, that uh, he was a preacher it did not tell us that uh, uh, it, uh, it doesn't give us a description of who he was and and perhaps it is fair to infer that he might have been or a prophet of some sort uh, why we are we are able to um, to where well, he is now receiving this word from the Lord and of course um, the Old Testament does refer to him um, as a prophet and so we we understand him um, in that light but we're using the the the, the broader context of scripture um, to understand his his um, situation that's why i'm saying that we do need to uh, use that to help us to put this particular uh, chapter in perspective that he was not simply uh, one who was rebelling against God and just running away and simply trying to do his thing. Yes, yes. At the end of the day, that's what he was doing. Uh, you know, but but I want us to pay attention to the fact that uh, what was happening to Jonah was that he was righteously vexed. He was angry that God, even though the first part of the text did not say it, all it said was go and preach to these people and tell them that um, their wickedness has come before me. Nothing about his intention to save, nothing about any of that. He was just, he was righteously vexed. And we, and we don't get that out of this, but we get it from the larger context. That he was righteously vexed within himself, that our people, uh, and, and if you put it even in the, in the broader context of Israel itself, uh, you would see that uh, uh, Israel did so much, uh, you know, when 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 they were in the wilderness and uh, Moses was up in the in the mountain praying, and they were and the people turned in the valley uh, and and turned to idolatry and and all those kinds of of of, of behaviors. You know, they were dancing, debauchery, and lasciviousness, and all those kinds of behaviors. Um, the people were engaging. Um, while they were there in the wilderness and, and and through the different generations of the development or the coming to of the people of God uh, when they sinned God acted 
in judgment against them and you know and and, and in some cases the, the the judgment was violent or you know and, and it was it was hurtful and and deep and significantly wounding and so on so when you think of a heathen city uh that this man of god this 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 hebrew man is being sent to witness to who are going to uh, to be allowed to come back from uh and to be spared the judgment and the great punishment of god uh because of this word that he that he brings he's moved with righteous indignation that god uh would destroy israel uh when they did evil but in this case he was saving this people why is that important for us today because sometimes when we observe the lives of 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 people some of them wicked some of them vile um or or we think about uh how we are walking faithful and serving the lord and we are not caught in uh and we've laid aside certain things and and we're on our and we're, we're we're not we're not struggling with um publicly with certain things and you know we, we we are upright in front of god and in front of god's people but there are people who, who who are not walking like that who don't have that kind of testimony and and they seem to be the ones who are moving forward they seems to be seem to be the ones who are promoted or or, or worse quote-unquote worse god is sending us to those wicked people and when he sends his message to them uh, he's saying you have uh, an opportunity to come back i know that you've done wickedly i know that um you know you have no credibility i know that you have no in, no 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 good reputation but i am going to take care of that and i'm going to raise you up i'm going to use you or i'm going to bless you you know and we've been struggling and we're not getting no word nobody not coming to us with a word and saying this is what i'm gonna do for you and that can burn our righteous indignation but you know what brothers and sisters and 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 this might well be a a a, a difficult thing to receive a difficult word to hear but i want to submit to you that it is when we come to the end of ourselves that we will begin our journey with God look at what happened with Jonah in this passage immediately as he heard the word from the Lord verse 2 verse 3 he rose up and fled to Tarshish or he rose up with an intention to go to Tarshish so it's it's like the 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 the, the his intention within which was righteous indignation fueled him to uh to to flee to Tarshish that was his intention Tension, but the plans of God, the purposes 
of God were already established and God determined that Jonah was the man and he already established his message and none of that was going to change. Can I submit to you that uh, this is what David says. He says, uh, where can I go from your presence, O God? Where can I hide from you? He says, if I even make my bed in hell, you are there. And he says it in, 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 in a positive way to say that I have the support and the presence and the covering of God. And that's positive and that's great and that's powerful. But we also um, recognize uh, in Jonah's situation that uh, uh, when he made his bed in hell, and I want us to see that because the the scriptures say to us in uh, chapter uh, chapter fifteen that they took up Jonah, and and that was out of um, his own. Um, indication to them for how uh, for for a solution to the problem so here is, is is Jonah going on his own way trying to get relief uh, from from the assignment and so he decides let's agree for a win-win you throw me overboard and the storm will stop you will have your peace and at the same time in that same doing in that same act i will also have my peace i will take my chances with the sharks and the fishes i will go to the depths of the deep i will i am willing to lose my very life in order to stand apart from this assignment and aren't we that way sometimes that we 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 declare that we are people of principle i am a person of principle and so help me god this boy can't live in my house so help me god you can't stay in my house pregnant so help me god because you have done this thing I, mu- I will dismiss you from my company because you have done you have robbed me you have stolen from me you have deceived me I don't have anything against you but I will never lend you money again I will never take my money and give you again our relationship will never be the same again and I'm standing on this as a person of principle. When, 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 when Jonah said, cast me overboard, he was determined in his heart that those people needed to meet the lot that was in front of them. And he, start, he will rather go to his grave standing on principle than and not realize that he's acting in disobedience, in rebellion. Um, No doubt he understood it, but his focus was more on standing in his principle, in his righteous indignation against the sin and the wickedness of these people, rather than 
obeying God. What was happening? He was standing in pride. I said before that uh, many of us, we measure our righteousness. We measure the weight of our goodness. We measure the, weight, the, the, the progress that we are making in our lives by the righteousness of others, or by the lack of progress in other people's lives. I have been so good. Why am I not being blessed? They are being so bad. Why are they not being blessed? But I am standing over here and I am saying to God, I will not go. I am, I am setting up and giving God my own terms. It's the same thing or similar thing that happened um, in the prayer session. There's a man who was uh, crying out loudly on top of his voice. Uh, oh, I'm such a righteous man. I've done these wonderful things. I give my arms. I take money and I give it to the poor. And there was this man who was beating himself uh, because of his unrighteousness before God. And Jesus says, which one, which one of them has God heard? He says, that man that's shouting so loud is a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. Because while he's crying out aloud, he's judging the man. He told Osha. He's judging the man in the corner over there. In this prayer session now, I'm in a prayer session with God. And at the same time, he's saying, I am not like that man over there. He's judging him in the presence of the Holy God, you know. He's judging the man over there. And God says, hypocrite. And 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 and, and maybe um, if the story had gone on, we could hear about what was his motive when he gives to the poor? What's the attitude that he has had? And we read something of how our attitude and our intentions grieve God when we read the story of Ananias and Sapphira. It was yours to give or to withhold. You chose to participate in this, but lied about how much it was worth and said that you were giving your all when you only gave some. We can't stand in righteous indignation and disobedience and be right before God. We must come to the end of ourselves and choose to go God's way if we are going to be blessed if we are going to be if we are going to win the bible says that Jonah in this verse 17 he was in the belly of the whale they cast him overboard so he was dead he was dead if you if if you are in the depths of the sea and you're in the belly of a fish you are pretty much dead he was dead but he was not dead you read the scriptures and and look at this the, the idea of Hades you, you, you see that you see that there he was dead and not dead but on a spiritual level from a spiritual angle he was dead but not dead he had come to the end of himself Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says I beseech you therefore 
brethren by the mercies of God that you present yourselves a living sacrifice how living and sacrifice come together in the same idea in the same concept you're either living or you're a sacrifice the sacrifice um, means that it was killed it's dead it's been apportioned for the purpose of cleansing of being the representation for so the life that goes out of it becomes the sacrifice. So you, how can you be a living sacrifice? How? Because when you when you are when you are dead to yourself, you're dead but not dead. You've come to the end of yourself, recognizing that the sacrifice of Jesus, in other words, the salvation that I have, the salvation that Nineveh has, the salvation that all who have sinned and come short of the glory of God comes not because we have stopped what we were doing but because of the finished work of Jesus Christ and when I subject myself to the finished work of Jesus Christ he grafts me into the branch and that will take care of the things that I am struggling with that will help me to break from the old life to to break from the, the 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 continuous life of sin and not only that i could also become a servant i can also become willing what is god instructing you to do is he calling you to give up that old life and come to new life does he have an assignment for you that is uncomfortable that you are not happy with you're not happy to do i invite you my brother my sister let go give up surrender and let god take over if you're not saved i invite you to Say a prayer at this moment. I say to God, I understand that you're calling me to new life, to a new system of living where I'm not in control and make decisions based on my feelings or make decisions based on how I want to live, but submit myself to divine order, to divine control. To divine direction if you're a believer and he's calling you to an assignment or he's calling you to change course change direction he is giving you a message he has a brought you under the leadership of someone who you don't believe has the moral integrity to lead you, whether it's at church or at work. You're finding yourself in a situation where you're torn between conscience and obedience. Eee, hallelujah. What, what do you do? It is better to obey God than man, even if that man is your own self. 
God says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Be obedient. Obedience will help you to grow. Obedience will help you to win. Obedience will lead you to perfection. Obedience will cause you to encounter God. Father, I pray for this hearer, this listener today, that your hand may be upon him, upon her, guiding, directing, strengthening, giving them focus, give them the power to surrender so that you may take charge. I pray for that one, O oh God, who has said that prayer of surrender for salvation. Send help their way, O oh God, to help them to chart the next stage of their course. If you said this prayer and you have made a decision to receive Christ as Lord, find a congregation near to you. Even in this hour, even there was a young man who was coming from a church service who listened to a word and he did not understand and God sent an evangelist, uh, another young man, to join up with him in his chariot. And while there in the chariot, and he understood the truths that God was speaking in his word, he came upon water and says, what doth hinder me from being baptized? If you have come to faith and believe, go ahead, find a, find a, find a church home and let that pastor know I am ready to be baptized. And as you come into that baptism, you are entering into a family of believers who will support and guide you in your new walk with Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. If you need to reach out and have a conversation, find a Bible-believing church near you. Many of them also have social media and internet and website presence that you can make connections. The Lord bless you. Uh, there is a link that is at the bottom of the broadcast of the episode as well that you can click on it says feedback you could send me a message and i can reach back out to you god bless you if this podcast has been a blessing to you favorite follow share so that others can participate in the blessing thanks for being a part of this ministry in the word leave us a voice message with your feedback on how this is a blessing to you let us know if we can use your voice message in a testimonial about 
the blessings that this podcast has been or any questions that you may have that you would want us to address podcast we're also looking for your feedback once again thanks for being a part god bless you